Hello, Wolf. Uh, hello. And welcome to the Great Unknown, Global Cultural Explorations. Uh, this is a bonus episode for us. Uh, we've just been uh, down the pub, had a few beers, and uh, wanted to make sure we caught up with you before too much time passed. We just want to introduce the next episode that we're going to be doing and give you a chance to get involved because we're going to be looking at... Kabaddi. You're a useless human being. We're looking at contact sports, you cretin. That is one contact sport, though, and a very fascinating one. This is true. Where is it played? Well, it's played all over the world, but the Indian League is particularly prominent at the moment. So we've just been watching some Kabaddi on YouTube, so that'll be in the next episode. Have a little look at that and uh, send us any questions you've got about Kabaddi. Uh, What else is a big event that's coming up very shortly? Well, you're really enjoying the Rugby World Cup, which is on at the moment. Exactly. The Rugby World Cup has started at the time of recording. It's going to go for about another five weeks from now. And I think the final's on the 2nd of November. So if you're watching that, let us know your thoughts. Let us know the issues you're coming across. We're going to be touching a couple of little things on that. Um, it's not The episode's not going to be particularly about the Rugby World Cup, but definitely going to be talking a little bit about rugby. As who, well. who do you think's going to win? I mean, we've had round one and New Zealand, you know, statistically and by judging on round one, are far and away the favourites, I think. But it's, it is it is open and, you know, that's the joy of the World Cup. Anything can happen. And who does it look like they would match up with if they win their group? Uh, they would play Scotland in the quarterfinals or Japan. So they're going through to the semis. But yeah, the favourites are New Zealand, South Africa, and then England, Ireland and Wales are sort of following up behind. Nice. Well, I've got to catch up on that. And yeah, you've sent me some good links for things that I can get into. Let's uh, let's get cheering for the tier two nations, actually, is all I wanted to say as well, because we've got Japan and we've got Fiji that I still think could cause an upset. And if one of them made the quarterfinals, that would be incredible. Especially as Japan is the host nation. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty buzzing that it's out there. And it's, uh, yeah, first time it's gone to a sort of tier two nation. Uh, Where is it set to go after this? The next one is South Africa again. Okay. Uh, which is good, although Ireland were bidding for it and everyone was hoping Ireland were going to get it. Uh, when when do you think they'll take it to America? That is, that's a strong possibility, actually, because rugby is one of the biggest growing games in the States at the moment. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder where... I wonder what stadiums they have. Weirdly, uh, I think Canada has a, the first purpose-built Kabaddi stadium. Really? That's a, a weird, random side fact <laughs> that I was reading about. So they have... Loads of players getting involved over there. And I was reading all about the USA team as their arrival at the the world, uh, the kind of the, the world games. The Kabaddi world games. Ah, do, but does, does anyone from the UK have a team? There's a British team. There's a Canadian team. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch. Basically, okay, right. Currently, the only thing I really know about Kabaddi is that you have to run around saying Kabaddi, 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 basically the whole time. Really? I don't know if you have to do that anymore. Sometimes you have to hold your... There's, there's rules to do with holding your breath and you if you're saying kabaddi it's to show the ref you're not holding your breath but i think with this new league that's kicking off with all the money and the new teams and logos and advertising and marketing i there've been some rule changes and i don't know if you have to keep saying kabaddi while you play at least i can't tell when i'm watching the videos so that's something i have to look into also you've been looking at roller derby ah uh, yes and uh I've just been looking up now. I think it's $10 to get the pass to watch the two-day tournament. 
So maybe we'll do that. When's the two-day tournament? Uh, it's in Helsinki in Finland, obviously, uh, on October the 5th and the 6th. And so there are so many teams all around the world playing that they can't compress it into like one global tournament. So there's there's normally kind of like three or four. And this one, invo- this one involves teams from Dublin, Antwerp, Perth. Wait, Perth in Scotland or Perth in Australia? I, I think it's Perth in Australia. Oh, I see. Sorry, but this is the this is the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. Uh, so I've been on their website. I've been reading up about a lot of the teams playing and the tournaments going on. And this is the last tournament because I think all the others have been sorted now in this kind of league year. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see if I can get this pass. And then... So if you just Google that, what's it called again? Sorry. Uh, so it's the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, but that's WFTDA. So Google that, and that will tell you how to get the pass to watch. Well, you can you can well you could follow the like it's one of the individual pages on the site, but you know you can follow it through to the tournaments and then see what's going on, and then you can buy the individual passes or different uh, postseason ones. But this is the last set of games, so I don't know. Uh, the only thing that I know about Roller Derby until now is from watching the film Whip It. Well, some cool names, and I was reading about a player the other whose name is uh, Squid Vicious. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, uh, so I'm hoping to find a lot more of those uh, names out there. Did you know that? I, like when I when I was growing up, I always thought that Sid Vicious was the wrestler, and I had no idea that he was also a guy from a punk band. And I was thought, why? Is what wrestler called? were you confusing him with? Uh, the wrestler Sid Vicious. Oh, okay. He was a, he was a WCDW wrestler. He had an amazing curly blonde mullet. God damn, it was good. When we talk about court, contact sports as well, we're not going to do wrestling and boxing. We are. Uh, primarily thinking of more like team sports that are it's not boxing because that's, that's kind of more of a combat kind of thing so it's um, something with contact so soccer American football rugby things like Royal Derby and Kabaddi Aussie rules Aussie rules yeah there's loads of really interesting ones out there so lacrosse so send us your favourites and we'll we'll take a little look at them but uh, I, I was looking up the brief existence of slam ball which is the basketball that's played on trampolines. Brilliant. That was invented. It was it was a really rich guy who decided he wanted to try and invent his own new sport, and he created slam ball, <laughs> and which had a tournament for a couple of years with a few pro athletes getting involved, but uh, it's not around anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess like access to facilities is probably quite a difficult one for that. Probably not the most accessible sport. I actually need to look. There must be loads of videos out there of the slam ball tournaments that happened. So, so, so the NFL has obviously just kicked off as well. So we've just had game week three. So I am trying to get into it for the first time. Wolf, you actually coach American football. Uh, yes, but only a, a non-contact flag version. That's great. You, you're coaching. That's really, yeah. You just do that out of the goodness of your heart. Uh, yep, it, because it definitely takes the money out of my wallet. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really enjoying watching it this season to try and take the plays and learn how I can kind of adapt them and incorporate them into kind of a five-man team. And uh, I'm hoping to hit the league with Storm next year and uh, unleash a whole bunch of uh, plays that they just aren't ready for. How old are the kids you're coaching? Um, under 16, we might have to divide into two teams, a cadet and a youth, which would be 12 and under and then 13 to 16. And are you the kind of coach who's like Eddie Jones, the England coach at the Rugby World Cup, who is slamming the table and swearing every time that they, they mess something up? Or are you more of like a stone-faced Warren Gatland, Steve Hansen type, just no emotion, no matter how bad or how good your team are playing? 
I are you picking the, on twelve year olds? Is what I'm asking. No, not at all. The first <laughs> tournament, I was like uh, yelling and jumping and screaming on the sideline about how great it was. But then by the second tournament, I was doing the Aaron Rodgers like quiet little fist pump. Yep, little fist pump. That's just like job done. <laughs> quiet satisfaction. Job done. Kids beaten. Done. <laughs> so. What are the actual topics that we're going to be discussing on the episode? Because we've just banged on about the stuff that we, we're interested in, plus a little bit of things we want to discover. I love rugby. You love NFL. So, But we're not just going to talk about stuff that we like. We actually want to learn some, some, some things. So what are we going to be doing on the episode itself? We're going to look at the psychology involved in players and why we play contact sports and why we enjoy watching contact sports. The impact of concussions and various medical conditions and how they affect players and yeah i'm definitely interested in the in the psychology part as well and why we willingly risk the danger what is it about that person to person it's the thrill of the fight <laughs> but why is the fight thrilling that's the question Standing we're asking to the challenge of our rivals <laughs> that's boxing wolf yeah, but, it, but it applies to anything and everything no it doesn't it like if you beat an old person to the till quicker so you can get your shopping <laughs> served. That song's playing in my head every time. <laughs> You're um, a terrible person. And what's the thing that we really want to try and understand a little bit more about as well, the big topic of the week uh, is we're going to be looking at um, gender issues in sport. Uh, we're keen to learn a lot more about uh, women uh, in contact sports. So, Well, that's why I was looking up um, roller derby because it's, I think it might be the only contact sport in the world that is dominated by female players in comparison to all the ones dominated by male players. And also their really high level of inclusivity as well is, is really fascinating. And so I was following that. And obviously we've been following the stories that have been happening in the NFL over the last few years with the increase in female referees, female coaches, female head office workers. Yeah, it's happening in rugby as well at the same time. Yeah, it's, yeah more female referees now. And did you oh, did you see the other day there was a woman's become the first person to swim the channel four times consecutively. It took her like 56 hours. Crazy. Like so literally she was just swimming straight for 56 hours. I mean, I know this isn't a contact sport, but the point is that um there's been a few articles coming out saying that actually for endurance sports uh that women biologically might actually be better adapted to them. And so this is something that I think is, is that I want to understand more and explore is why, why sports are sometimes dominated by men and where that comes from. And I think, um, you know, why, why in society do we, are we preferencing certain things and how is that changing at the moment? Yeah. Are, um, are we updating with the times or are we continuing to, disregard what seems to be an obvious movement in the general population um why doesn't the the wage gap uh, why doesn't why doesn't the equal pay exist when we know that the audience figures are there and the success is there for the female teams it doesn't make any sense exactly and i think particularly the the women's football world cup soccer world cup that was on earlier on this year which uh, the united states won the issue with the fact that they're that team, the World Cup winning team, was getting paid way less than like low level men's teams. And they've won the World Cup three times? Yeah, they're like the greatest team in their sport. And the American soccer team has never won? 
and maybe won't. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Hopefully, uh, we're going to, instead of just having to listen to us banging about that, hopefully we're going to have uh, a really cool interview on as well from someone who knows a lot more than us about that. And, uh, and we're just keen to learn and to share that. And so if you've got any any questions, any thoughts, anything that you want to discover as well, anything that you think that we should be talking about um, promoting, then please like do get in touch now. That's that's why we kind of wanted to do the bonus episode, just to get you involved beforehand as well. Yeah, what do you like about contact sports? What contact sports do you play? What, I guess, non-contact sports are you interested in if they have uh, some good stories going on around them? And uh, tell us, and then we can uh, follow it up. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Great Unknown Pod. You can email us at the Great Unknown Pod at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at Great Unknown Pod. And please keep on downloading, subscribing, Apple Podcasts, Acast, Blueberry, Podbean, all of all of the all of the options. Spotify. We're everywhere. Speaking of people getting in touch as well, uh, we actually had a couple of people get in, get back to us uh, after the alcohol episode. And uh, Susanna wanted to just let us know that Greenlanders don't have a tradition of fermentation. So that's there are a couple of places in the world that haven't had traditions of making alcohol. So thank you for letting us know that as well, because we I think we said that uh, pretty much everywhere in the world has their own sort of tradition of of, of making alcohol. But uh, of course, there are a few exceptions. So that was that was one. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, we really appreciate the feedback. It's really good to know that there's someone out there and uh that it's you it's you as you're listening and that you're either infuriated or (laughs) um politely interested enough to uh offer some critical feedback claire got in touch via facebook she sent us a message and she said uh it's a different claire who actually gave the the links to the world health organization reports and she wanted to ask and just remind us that the stigma of actually of being an alcoholic or even someone the stigma of not drinking at all is actually a serious issue as well and so that that's a really interesting point as well because you don't you don't drink too much as well and you've had to sort of deal with as well as people being like oh you don't drink and looking at you like you're a you know spaceman the the bigger problem is if i sniff a beer i'm vomiting (laughs) i couldn't finish the second pint tonight and it was already too much that was after a full meal. <laughs> yeah, you're a bloody shambles. No, you see, that's that's me being rude to you because because you don't drink that much. I mean, you see, it just it it comes out. You know, we don't even think about that. And actually, there's a lot of people who don't drink and you know who don't put that what we discovered was essentially poison in your body. And people get like treated like they're freaks, or maybe they've had some problems in the past or something like that. Apparently, that's something that, that Claire, Claire was saying that apparently that's something that alcoholics have to face as well is once they've stopped drinking then people are questioning why they've stopped drinking and you know judging them for that and that's a yeah that must be an incredibly challenging thing along with you know the stigma of actually being an alcoholic as well that's something that was in the world health organization report actually it was saying that there are societies where we stigmatize people for being alcoholics is a way of kind of it's it's a kind of negative method of control because it's something you do to kind of be like you're bad, but that doesn't actually help anything because it's not really a medical solution or a you know there's no support system in that. It just yeah that's not really a helpful stigma basically. Thank you very much for for getting in touch. We really appreciate your feedback and uh, sorry we didn't have more time to respond to some of those things. But you're absolutely right. 
that there are so many more issues than than we'll touch on so please um do get in touch and tell us those what those things are and that's why we kind of decided to do this bonus episode so that actually you know what we're going to be doing for the next one and you know some of the things we're going to be talking about get in touch and let us know in advance if there's anything you particularly like us to look at and if you have any of these good links to this information post them on our facebook page so that everyone else can see them if they're interested um or at least me and james can see them yeah yeah i mean you're welcome to slide into our dms but you know we like to have an open door policy for everybody also we like to have absolutely no dms (laughs) thank you very much for listening again and we will catch you on the full episode six which will be contact sports that's goodbye from me Uh, and a goodbye from me that didn't sound like a question did it goodbye from me